Hi, welcome to the President's Podcast at Austin Community College with ACC President CEO, Dr. Richard Rhodes. Hi, Dr. Rhodes. Good day, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I am Jessica Vez, and we're excited for you joining us for the President's Podcast. Our podcast today really focusing on some of the biggest changes we're seeing when it comes to partnering the college with our business and our community. And and we have some amazing guests here with us today to really dive into that conversation. Joining us today is Laura Marmalejo. She is our ACC Manufacturing Department Chair. Hi, Laura. Hi, how are you? We are well, thank you. Also with us today is Ed Latson. He is the Executive Director of the Austin Regional Manufacturing Association, ARMA. Hi, Ed. Hey, good to be here. Thanks. And Garrett Groves, ACC Vice President of Business and Industry Partnerships. Hello. Hi. Dr. Rhodes, this is kind of the dream team of how you bring together business industry and a community college. It is. You know, and this highlights the the need for partnerships and good collaboration uh, and what it means. Because, you know, you you look back uh, two or three years ago when we went through the development of the master workforce plan for Central Texas. And what are the pain points for business and industry? And when we take a look today, 2.1% unemployment rate, there is a scramble to find the high skilled uh, workers. And who are they and how do we as ACC make sure that we're providing the right skill sets? Uh, And in that uh, workforce plan really highlighted four different areas that we've got to meet the needs. And so maybe we'll talk a little bit about that today. But, you know, one is advanced manufacturing, and we'll probably focus more on that today uh, than we would at other times. But other, you know, the others are in the skilled trades uh, and taking a look at the health careers programs and, and what's necessary there, and then IT. Uh, and so I think we'll spend more time today talking about because of our incredible guests here <laughs> talking more about advanced manufacturing and maybe some of the skilled trades. That's right. Um, a big key to this also is figuring out how the pathways for different types of students, where they are in their life, can get them into the programs and get them into these industries too. And that's a pretty indicative of our manufacturing um, area at this time and our program there. We've really seen some growth and change in how we introduce the non-credit to the credit side. That's correct. We've been trying to, to become more holistic about the way we serve our partners. And now we see that companies, they want both sides of the of the story. They want degreed career tracks, but they also need people to work for them today, tomorrow. And so the skills are equally important. So being able to serve them holistically from both sides, really, they're really excited about that. So, and, you know, uh, leading the uh, <coughs> Austin Regional Manufacturers Association and, and the contact that you have with employers, uh, and what are their needs? And uh, you see that, you hear that on a, on a daily basis uh, mm-hmm. as to how they are desperate for mm-hmm. skilled and trained uh, workers. What do you see as the partnership between ARMA and ACC in making that happen? Well, um, that's a big answer. And I, I want to start by just um, thanking you for recognizing manufacturing as a distinct sector uh, that needs to be served in the master workforce plan. Um, because a lot of people lump it in with uh, skilled trades, but I think some of the um, jobs that are available in our sector are distinct. So I appreciate you recognizing that right off the bat. Um, I've been doing this for about six years, and uh, in that six years, attracting and maintaining talent has been the number one challenge facing manufacturers. And um, 
you know, we wanted to take a deep, deeper look at what were the hard to hire positions, um, what were the real challenges employees were facing. And, uh, you know, we came together initially about two years ago with ACC and Workforce Solutions to study that. And uh, we surveyed 165 manufacturers and uh, it was clear, you know, 88% said they're having extreme challenges finding uh, skilled workers. And um, those positions were mainly frontline, um, electronic assemblers, technicians, welders, machinists. Um, and we went from there and, and really looked at what the college was already offering. And, and there were some great programs already in place, but I think, um, you know, through that initial study, we've seen uh, a great partnership develop between the manufacturing community and the college to respond to the needs that were identified. So uh, I think we're well under our way to a really functioning partnership. And uh, I think we can talk about some of the things we're doing together yeah. today. So, and, and the thing about manufacturing is, you know, if you go back 10 years ago, some people said, well, Austin is not a manufacturing community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is really on an upswing. Uh, and we're seeing tremendous growth in in manufacturing within the Central Texas region. Yeah, and if I could talk to that for a second, because that's definitely a perception here. You know, is that uh, you know I grew up in Austin. And we see ourselves as a music town and as a software town. Uh, but uh, you know, really, it's a manufacturing town. If you look at the data, uh, one third of the major employers are manufacturers. You think about Samsung and NXP yeah. and ICU Medical, um, Flextronics. You know, Luminex, um, some real major companies um, hiring a lot mm-hmm. of folks, and um, I think we we think of ourselves as a technology town. They just don't know a lot of the technology right. is hardware. Right. So, right. And, and to speak of the growth, I mean, uh, you know, we've added I think um, almost a billion dollars in output in the last five years. So uh, we're currently around twelve point three billion dollars in total output for the region, which yeah. ranks in the top fifteen in the United States. And uh, about third in Texas behind Dallas and, and uh, Houston. That so, is amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So, Garrett, what do you, you know, you've played a key role mm-hmm. in the Master Workforce <coughs> Plan and, and how we cement the relationships with business and industry and, and how we get those partnerships. What, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? Well, one of the hardest pieces to do is, is to work with several employers at one time and try to get to scale. So we do a lot of great work as a college and have for a long time whether that's Samsung or Applied or NXP, there's grants, there's other dollars that we are able to do a lot of great work. The Lord has actually helped us lead for several years. Um, what we always struggle with is how do we get several companies to come together and aggregate that demand? Um, and there's probably no better partner across all of our industries than ARMA, the Regional Manufacturing Association. You've got, I think, close to 400 members at this point, maybe north of that now, and you're, you're growing quickly. And so the ability not just to work with several large companies, but how do we reach those small and medium-sized companies? That's the biggest challenge across the country. Um, I used to do some of this work at a prior life nationally, and that's the secret sauce, is where do you get regions able to come together and try to get to scale? And we're excited about finally getting some of that scale now, thanks to Arma's help with our, our work there. Yeah, and speaking on size, I mean, we mentioned the major employers, but uh, the average number of employees at a manufacturing company is 33. That's right. So we are talking about a, a community of, of uh, small, medium-sized, you know, manufacturers. Yeah. You know, one of the hard parts when we talk about uh, advanced manufacturing is is the change in technology mm-hmm. and, and how we've got to stay <coughs> up with that. And when you look at the, the large employers and, and the mid-sized small employers, um, 
what you know one of the hard parts for a for an educational institution how do you provide the right type of equipment mm -hmm. and what you know how do you make those arrangements and so Laura, do you want to talk just sure. a little bit about that? Uh, one of the great things that we've done with the Skills Development Fund is, uh, is customize curriculum to their current needs. Like you said, technology is changing. And even though there's technicians that have been working for 20 years, uh, technology has changed and they've got to upgrade those skills. So we've spent the last four years, for example, developing curriculum that's based on their needs today and also looking forward as things continue to change. So um, that's where we can come in because we can make it relevant and applicable to today's world. And then the best part of that, now that we're thinking more globally about how we support our businesses, we can take that information and transfer it into our credit programs. So now our graduates can also have the same benefit of being able to, to have skills that are relevant today. So, and, and we can have to just continue to evolve as things continue to change. I think we'll always upgrade those skills. Yeah. You know, one of the things I always look at is <coughs> students at ACC and community colleges is you can almost put them into two buckets. Uh, one is those are who are in an educational pipeline, K through 12, and then those who are out. Uh, and we focus a lot on those who are out, when we, especially when we talk about advanced manufacturing. Um, but there is a real role to play in looking at an academy process uh, or program to develop those who are in our K-12 system mm. to be interested because oftentimes they don't, they don't know what they don't know. And so, um, you know, they're thinking about other things like biosciences or computer programming or something, and they don't understand the future mm. in manufacturing. I totally agree with you. Um, you know, uh, these jobs are, are great paying jobs that require a lot of skill. Um, they're really a blend of, uh, you know, a, a technical and an engineering type background. And um, I think the more parents and students learn about the role, the more excited they're going to be about, um, you know, going, going, choosing that uh, educational pathway to a career. Um, and I think the K through 12 system is definitely untapped because as you know, you know, manufacturing has a perception that it's, um, old world, that it's a right. declining industry, but that's not the truth. You know, we're a growing, thriving sector and, uh, the average wage in manufacturing is $90,000 a year. And that's a, uh, department. Did you hear that? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. everybody always, uh, everybody they perked up. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody always asks me, where can you get one of those jobs? And uh, you know, I can send them to you now. It's, uh, you started ACC. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity here. Yeah. You know, what it, uh, recently rolled out and said ACC is for everyone. Mm -hmm. And that really is true. Regardless of what your starting point is, we can help you get to that $90,000 a year yeah. job uh, here at ACC. That's true. Yeah, and I think... Um, you know, um, going from K through 12 into industry, uh, and then, um, working on associates at the same time is a great way to get your education. And a lot of these companies offer tuition assistance. Uh, it can be, you know, a really powerful way to acquire skills that can, um, you know, carry you through your life, right. life's work. Right. So. You know, and a key thing there too, as you were talking about that is when we look at stackable credentials. So how do we provide the right credentials for students to, for individuals, to get a great job that pays well, but also have the opportunity to gain their, their momentum 
towards a bachelor's degree. Yeah. And so one of the things that uh, ACC has done is had, got authority two years ago from the legislature to offer bachelor's degrees. And so what we're looking at is mainly inverted type degrees to where you get the skill sets necessary to go into the workforce, but you can add on to that with uh, the rest of the core curriculum, managerial, supervisory skill sets, mm -hmm. so that so that you don't end up uh, at a, what I would say a dead end. You've got opportunities for management and to move up in your career uh, through a bachelor's degree. And, and ACC now has the opportunity to offer that. Our first was a RN to BSN mm -hmm. uh, and started with our first cohort a year ago. And uh, now we have submitted for IT Mm -hmm. And so we'll be looking at cybersecurity and big data and things like that. But right on the planning stages right now is our third bachelor's degree, which would be in advanced manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And so we're excited about that opportunity, too. <clears throat> so it's not just getting them students in through career academies and K-12 or getting them and getting them an associate degree or a certification, but having the opportunity to, to go beyond with their Bachelor of Applied Science. Yeah, and I think, you know, you mentioned uh, focusing on two buckets of uh, students inside the K-12 and outside, and, and I think there's almost a third, which is uh, the demand from employers, because, uh, you know, I hear a lot from mm -hmm. our leaders that they want institutions that can develop their people through incumbent yeah. training, yeah. and um, it might be that the person within their company is not even looking for a yeah. pathway, but their company is looking for a way to get them to the next level. And uh, I think this is something to be really valuable. That's to. exactly right. And Laura, you might talk a little bit about the right. Samsung relationship. Right. One of, one of the things we're doing with them is we're trying to build multiple pathways back to credit. They do want them to have career tracks, but they do want them to, you know, get skills to work. So we have many different avenues now. We started the CPT or Certified Production Tech program, which is an entry to the workforce. Um, but it will lead back because once they're in the workforce, they have the articulation that we're creating from classes we teach internally at the company and that articulate to credit. So that gives them that pathway back. And there's more and more interest every time, every year we get more and more uh, incumbent workers asking me questions like, you know, what classes do I need? Will this really become credit? And I love to say yes. <laughs> so we're keeping um, a, a pathway open to them where it doesn't just end in the job. It can continue internally with some training and then externally once they come back to ACC. So multiple pathways versus a bunch of individual silos that we used to have before. We're now being able to kind of pull them all together. Mm -hmm. So that's one of our new initiatives. It's important to think, too, I think there's almost eight companies that helped us pilot that initial piece. And we have to give a lot of thanks to Workforce Solutions, which is our local Sorry. workforce board. And they actually helped fund that first pilot where we uh, piloted this piece to see um, not only where companies have their tuition reimbursement dollars and reinvestment, how does the, the our, our partners here in the community provide funding to test that internship, create those real earn and learn pathways, yeah. which is really the secret here to trying to put these pieces together because the majority of our students are going to be working and going to school at the same time. And so working with Workforce Solutions and ARMA, we're able to build those in line. And, and Dr. Oji had a great point. We are doing this across the whole spectrum. So we're talking about a K-12 Academy. What would this look like to have a magnet school for manufacturing? Um, you know, early conversation about where that might be located. Real interest from your employers about pulling together something where several students from across districts could come to one location and learn while junior and senior year mm -hmm. when manufacturing is all the way through entry-level certifications, a two-year program, which we've done a lot of work looking at the curriculum in there. And again, Ed's employers. 
have really helped us think about the design of those courses and what we need to be teaching to get the jobs at upskill all the way to a potential four-year degree. There's a lot going on in this space. Um, we're certainly excited about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I would say that uh, nothing would be more exciting to me than to uh, have this academy established and uh, you know, just really thrilled to be working with you guys to see that happen. Nice. Um, I, I think that uh, from a uh, talent development standpoint, like nothing could be more impactful in the K through 12 space. Um, you know, in the next 10 years, manufacturing is looking to add 20,000 jobs in this right. region. You know, so that's about 2,000 jobs a year. And, and how are we going to develop, uh, you know, that, how are we going <clears> to <throat> just get enough people in the funnel? You know, right. uh, it's a lot of jobs. So. Well, then the future of this space, I mean, we all know Army Futures Command's coming to town. The future of this space is rapid prototyping. It's building the hardware and software together and doing it quickly. It's our fashion incubator that's doing wearable technology. And I mean, this world is starting to integrate and move at a quicker pace. And we're lucky to have industry with us as we build these curriculum and make sure that the skill sets are there. Um, for every central Texan to get these jobs because they're going to be changing fast. Yeah. And and I'm glad you brought up the uh, academy because it is going to happen. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and it'll be right here in uh, well, in Highland. We'll, we'll bring the champagne. All right. <laughs> All right. And Garrett, I'm glad you brought up Workforce Solutions because, you know, Tamara Atkinson and her whole team at Workforce Solutions has been an incredible partner. And so when we talk about collaboration, you know, it, it comes in all forms, yeah. and we've got to have that type of networking uh, right here. And, and Tamara and her team are just awesome to work with. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ed, I, <clears throat> I really thank you because uh, you've been a tremendous partner in, number one, making us aware of what the needs are of uh, business and industry and manufacturing specifically, and where we can help play a role in, you know, uh, addressing those pain points for your industry mm -hmm. uh, members. Um, because, you know, oftentimes uh, higher education kind of gets set in, you know, this is what we offer, and can't you fit your needs within what we offer? Yeah. Um, we have recognized, and, and thanks to your input and feedback, we've recognized we've got to change curriculums. We've got to change the way that we deliver our services uh, so that because in a two-point, you know, as you mentioned, that third bucket, mm -hmm. uh, those are incumbent employees that have to upgrade their skills to remain uh, in that job. And so we, uh, we're committed to making that happen. Well, uh, we definitely appreciate um, just y'all's commitment to the sector. And I felt it from day one to sit down and meet with you. And I see it in your team. You got a, a fabulous team, you know, that, that's also, uh, you know, really helping us understand um, how to operate, you know, in a education environment. I think, uh, you know, I know a little bit of how to talk to employers, but uh, when you start talking about stackable credentials and everything, I need some, translate, <laughs> some translation. So, uh, but your team has been really great to work with. And, and I too wanted to um, also thank Workforce Solutions, Tamara and her team, Leah Mounier for yeah. just all the effort and uh, kind of selflessness they've put towards making this partnership work. So they've been critical. Yeah. We've talked about some of the challenges um, with the growth of the industry here in Central Texas, and, and you mentioned it, Ed, it's about being able to accommodate and bring in new students so that they can be 
the employees of the future. When mm -hmm. we're looking at how much, how rapidly the industry is growing, we've got to be able to create the pathways for enrollments. And that's something we explored in the most recent report ACC pulled together with the Austin Chamber, the challenges, the next steps. And that's truly what helped us identify as a college uh, and and focus that need to happen with manufacturing and therefore bridging the gap between non-credit and credit and Laura's role in helping that come together. Yes, that's been a big benefit, I think, because even when I talk to the companies on, you know, I see them weekly usually, and they're always asking me for both sides of the house. So it's really great to be able to say we can serve your needs, both non-credit and credit and create those pathways. Those students haven't been in school for a long time. So just taking in-house classes, we teach 24 seven there. We teach till four in the morning sometimes. Wow. So those uh, employees are now thinking, well, maybe I can go back to school or even start if they hadn't before. So it gives them uh, an, an insight into what it's like to be a student in their own company. The stories you hear from the students are always really inspiring too. Um, you know, when when you work with a student who's actually come in as an incumbent worker and you get to see them go through that process and continue on and, and move up and forward, uh, do you have any any particular student stories that, that resonate with you as with your well, years you've been helping with this? Uh, several students. I see them going both directions. I've seen some from the companies in the classroom now, which is great. And I've also seen the other direction when I'm at Samsung and we're teaching or we're meeting, I see our students walking around the hallway saying, hi, Miss Marmalade. So it's cool to see them where they ended up. Right. That was the intention, right? So it's it's great to see the directions going in both, both ways. And like I said, this articulation makes it so much easier when you can articulate some of the stuff they do at work to credit. You basically are giving them that first step and there's it's more enticing for them to take that next step. So um, One of the great things about the chamber report uh, that you refer to is the fact that we have actually set goals mm -hmm. collaboratively uh, with the uh, advisory committee from the chamber mm -hmm. uh, that we make, meet with on a regular basis to give us feedback. Uh, and then this is really a report back to the community to say, how are we making progress in providing the numbers of employees necessary in all four of those sectors? Uh, and so it's, you know, that's important to us, but it's important to let the community know um, of the progress that we're making, um, but also to have the conversations on how we can help each other, uh, you know, because when we talk about uh, those sectors, uh, it, you know, that equipment and, and it, it's expensive equipment uh, that we're talking about. So how do we leverage uh, each other's resources to make that happen and to help grow the community through providing the right skill sets? Uh, and that's why we let them play with their equipment on site. We buy the same equipment they use from the same vendors and try to incorporate that in our hands-on learning so that they can explore. Because during the work hours, they don't want things down. They want things to be running. So they don't have the time to really dissect and dig deeper into learning about their own equipment. So that is a big benefit that we provide yeah. to them as well. We may take one step back and, and talk just a little bit about the health careers uh, as a part of that report. Uh, and, and Garrett, maybe you can talk just a little bit about, uh, we took a trip uh, two or three years ago to Boston to understand better how you create that communication network uh, that's necessary to identify pain points so that you can act, actually make changes. You want to talk just a little bit about you know, that trip, but what came out of that trip? Yeah, the trip to Boston was really insightful and helpful. So not only did um, a team from ACC join, but also um, members from Seton and St. David's were there. Uh, Tamara Atkinson joined us with Workforce Solutions. 
Uh, one of our board members also joined. And we're really there to look at one of the premier healthcare hospital system partnerships in the, in the nation. And they've been meeting for over a decade and they've held that together mainly because they see uh, one of the famous terms here is coopetition. There's some challenges for companies you look at and you have to come together to solve them, even though there's some built-in competition there and how you have to compete in a labor market or compete for clients or, or whoever it may be. There's, a, there's a, a need to address real big challenges, and that's what they were able to do in Boston. Um, and since that time, we've come back and working with Workforce Solutions, we've made a big focus on, on healthcare. And Workforce Solutions has pulled together um, using what they call a next-gen sector partnership. They've brought together that community. They're having, to this day, still several meetings with the CEOs of those hospital systems and our community providers, and really identifying a number of big challenges that we're working to address. Um, some we are uh, jumping ahead on, such as nursing shortages that, that are not unfamiliar to us, but some new ones have come about too. We've got a big focus now on surgical technicians, an area that maybe doesn't have as many graduates as nursing, but are a big pain point. Um, for several of our hospital systems. And so the work that's come out of that is creating new alignment and systems change within our college. There's adjustments and changes we've made kind of up and down the institution that are making a real big impact. You know, I'd say even bringing it back to manufacturing, a, lo a lot of the, um, you know, lessons you guys learned from the healthcare sector partnership really yeah. helped us develop our sector partnership in a way that was a little bit more impactful uh, than, than might not have happened previous to that. So I feel like we've... Uh, gotten some lessons learned and, and had conversations that were propelling, um, you know, our work forward with the college right. as well. So right. this, I'll just highlight, I mean, this work happens a whole lot faster even when we have real strong industry support across several companies. They, the, we may have had an idea longstanding about how great it would be to have a manufacturing career academy, but really the genesis has happened when you brought your companies to the table and met with Dr. Rhodes and said, you know, our top priority would be a career academy. And since then, we've fast-tracked in a way that we'd almost call it a breakneck speed to get something together by next fall. It's something that we're incredibly excited about and have timelines that are measured by the day to put this together. And it's it's really because it was an urgent need for you all that um, allows us to move as quick as we need to to make that happen. Well, we were all really excited when we saw the timeline. And uh, we have uh, <laughs> April 2020 circled on our calendar. So, um, you know, let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Some of our team... I. I I might not say they were excited. Well, you're making us excited. Yeah, Maybe, yeah, uh, yeah. Your end customer is excited if that makes you feel better. So. But it is an exciting time. And it, what a great opportunity. Uh, and one of the great things, you know, what, that you see in academies is it's not just the students. It's the parents. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what we find in some of our early college high school experiences <clears throat> is when, when the, the parents come and learn more about it, <clears throat> the next thing you know, they're enrolled at ACC yeah, um, as well. because they found out what the opportunities are. And so it's uh, so not only through a, an academy in, in advanced manufacturing will we get more students up through the pipeline, but we're probably going to get some of their parents mm -hmm. into the pipeline. That's great. I mean, we want That's them. Great. We'll take them. Uh, <laughs> You know, but I think a little bit of what you're speaking to is what I see as an underlying challenge to this whole uh, endeavor, and and that is, um, you know, a really coordinated, well-planned uh, marketing campaign yeah. to make sure that the opportunity is clear to the parents and to the students, because, um, you know, that that has not been communicated in the past, and I think it's a real critical piece to this. So. Yeah, yeah. And I just have to take a moment to brag <clears throat> about our faculty, our staff, our administrative team. Uh, you know, people like Brandon Watley, our dean, 
who mm -hmm. really uh, gets excited about this. And so, you know, a mantra for ACC has become innovation plus collaboration equals transformation. Mm -hmm. And that innovative entrepreneurial spirit that exists uh, within our faculty and staff and, and our team is exceptional. You know, I've never experienced it anywhere else. And it just, you know, it's, it's, it thrives here now uh, about wanting to be innovative, wanting to be creative to meet the needs of our local community. So mm -hmm. uh, it's a brag point uh, <laughs> on our team. Well, as recognized, and I think uh, the college has been recognized too with some awards, uh, being in the forefront of the community college um, community. And that, is that correct? It is. Yeah. It is. We're we're the newest member of the League for Innovation in Community Colleges, uh, you know, which is uh, limited to twenty institutions throughout the United States and Cam Canada, by invitation only. It's only community colleges who uh, have are known for innovative practices mm -hmm. uh, and have shown a history of making that happen. And so. You know, that's that's one of them. Uh, we actually just last week we were recognized by Excellencia. Uh, so um, that's an, a new award that we were just given. Uh, and nine institutions throughout the United States were given this uh, uh, certificate or uh, Excellencia. Uh, and uh, only th I think three community colleges of the nine, the rest were universities. Uh, and those three community colleges actually happen to be in Texas, but ACC right. is yeah. one. <laughs> and those those opportunities come from the innovative and collaborative nature of what we're seeing here today. I think I bragged enough. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you all for joining us. Uh, thank you, Dr. Rhodes. This has been the President's Podcast at Austin Community College with our President CEO, Dr. Richard Rhodes. Thank you for joining us.